0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the Business Station. Hello and welcome to Beyond the Ballot Box. I'm Dhashan Johan. You're listening to The East is Green, a mini series where we bring you stories from the east coast of Peninsular Malaysia, also known as the Malay heartland, in hopes of painting a more nuanced picture of its people, culture and politics. So it's just me in the studio today, and if this is the first episode you're tuning into, about a month ago, Sharad, myself, Hanif and Alia Zefri took a trip to Kelantan and Trungganu to get a better understanding of East Coast politics. And naturally, since the state elections were coming up, we wanted to speak to different political players to understand the rivalries. So if you'd like to send us your thoughts, you can WhatsApp us, 18 789 You can also tweet us at BFM Radio. So, I think one common misconception people have about the East Coast is that they are very politically rigid, but... The reality is actually much different. So, for example, Kelantan um, pass has been the government there since 1990. That's a whopping 33 years. And in fact, you can consider them to be the one of the original rebels against Barisan National. Um, they changed their state government um, earlier than any other state in, in Malaysia. Um, trnganu on the other hand, is the swing state of the country because PAS and Barisan National have taken turns leading the state government since independence. So, yes, it's a socially conservative society as a whole, but they are not a monolith. Politics in the East Coast is a lot more dynamic than people give them credit for. So, on our trip to trunganu, we were running around trying to catch someone from Pass. We did manage to catch up with some and and have some interviews, but we didn't get to do an interview um specifically. On party political rivalries with someone from PAS. But we did get to speak to YBA Wanamat Faisal, who is the MP for Machang, who is um, from Bursatu and Perikatan National, um, where we talked about a number of things, right? I'm um, including Perikatan National's inability to court non Malay voters. So we started by asking him to contextualize the relationship between PAS and Bersatu since many Bersatu members are formerly from AMNO and AMNO and, Riva- and PAS's rivalry as I just talked about a couple of minutes ago goes way back.
1: Bersatu although we were formerly from AMNO but uh, people like me we were never in AMNO before. It's a new sentiment based on trust and also cooperation between Bersatu and PAS. And the fruit of the labour could clearly be seen in last GE. And I think we are optimist to retain all our states, the three states up north, and perhaps make a strong inroad in Penang, Milan, and hopefully we will take over Selangor.
0: You have um, on a recent podcast you have um, talked about how you see yourself as a Malay nationalist first, uh. and but and PAS is more of an Islamist party. Are, is there uh, a sort of fluidity or, or uh, when when it comes to to you know re- negotiating for seats, when it comes to discussions and debates within the coalition, um, or are there a lot of disagreements because of this slight difference in in
1: ideologies? We do have positive, healthy disagreements, uh, so that. Each of us know our target groups because not all voters, uh, Malay voters, were willing to vote for Pass, vice versa. But we complement each other very well, I think, at, the, at, at least at, in Malay politics.
2: Uh, you noted that Pass has been in power in the state for... Uh, over 30 years, Uh, and you're right, it's an impressive record. I I want to ask about some of the criticisms that uh, nevertheless have emerged about the administration of the state, uh, issues of water, uh, of flood mitigation, these come up over and over again. Uh, How, if in a clean sweep, will these issues
1: uh, be resolved? Because they haven't been resolved for some time state government is very diplomatic with trajaya and i think that should be the the way forward regardless whether who will win the state and hopefully we just want the trajaya to honor the promises made, uh, because he came down here for quite some, for many times already. Uh, within past six months, he promised this and that, especially to resolve the water issues. Putrajaya should honour whatever promises he made, not just as uh, a carrot to Kelantanese voters in order to change the government and vote PH uh, or BN. So I hope Anwar, the Prime Minister, uh, hold to their, his words. You talk about, um, you know, you're hoping that um, the Prime Minister honours his
0: word, um, you know, and strengthens the relationship between federal and state. Um, but at the same time, some members of Perikata National also talks about how if PAS and Perikata National does really well in these elections, they're going to be the new government at the federal level. There's some sort of, They imply that, you know, that some sort of movement will happen depending
1: on the s- results of the state election. So how do you reconcile what you just said? So, the question that should be asked not, not to us, we are opposition. We cannot topple the government. You have to ask those who are in the government, especially AMNO. If AMNO lose badly, not winning a single seat in many, most of the Malay states, how would AMNO members react to it? Bear in mind, the power base in AMNO still lies in Najib Razak. Most of the Supreme Council members are Najib's people.
0: <laughs> Do you consider yourself a professional, uh, more towards the technocrat side. Some of the critiques um, have said that, you know, people want businesses in Kelantan, mm. but um, it, it doesn't have the ecosystem, whether it's um, from a social perspective or, you know, infrastructure and whatnot, um, especially from a social, it's not very open in that sense
1: that businesses may
0: not mm. like it. How do you view that?
1: I think Terengganu can be seen as one of the best models for Kelantan to emulate. Uh, Terengganu itself is a, quite a conservative state, but with the resources that they have and also... The right talent uh, on board, I think they, they, have, trans, they have transformed Tranganu really well into a industrial state, at least in certain parts of Tranganu. Klantan has a lot of potentials. I mean, uh, despite the poor infrastructure that we have here, because of well, courtesy of uh, bias or um, treatment from the federal government during Mahadev's time, uh, Klantanis are quite resilient people. And as what Daim has always said, Kelantanis, ladies especially, are very entrepreneurial. <laughs> so we have the right ingredient, right uh, human capital. Just that we need in good infra and good working relationship with the federal and honest and sincere uh, collaboration uh, to unleash Kelantan's potential as a development sta- development state. A lot of um, people think
2: of Malaysia the last four or five years as being quite an extraordinary story of both breakthroughs, but also setbacks, volatility, uh, stagnation, paralysis, if you like, and and this kind of game of, uh, you know, rotating chairs, right? So, I, I wonder, in your mind, are we looking at a period, this period of uncertainty, uh, being extended for some time, or do you see an end to this and uh, near a relative stability, the ability for Malaysia to recoup its na- narrative globally, uh, is uh, you know going beyond the one MDB story, going beyond the you know four prime ministers in four years kind of story. Where do you see the
1: country going? Yeah, it's quite an uncharted water for me, and uh, I'm also not happy as a opposition member. Yeah, politics aside, we do need a stable, a stable government, but a stable government that really consists of the uh, numbers of MPs or leaders who are being given the right mandate from from the majority, especially. Right now, the issue of the current government or the day, I think Anwar knows this. The government knows this. They like Malay support. That's why Anwar has been always position himself as a uh, Malay leaders first now, you know all the drama at the Sri Padana. these are ploy to win over the Malay voters, you know because he knows that it's very hard for Parapan or the current national unity uh, government to win over the Malay voters because of the, this major distrust against EAP is that, hence as long as this is not being resolved I couldn't see that the country will be better because the political impasse is still there. Hence, that's why this state election is very important. That will determine what will happen in the next three years. I think you
0: bring up a good a point that um, currently, whether you look at Pakatan Harapan, the current coalition, they do not have um, the support of the majority um, uh, the Malay population, right? We are talking about perhaps 13 to 15%. Yeah. But at the, on the other side, Perikatan National have no support maybe five percent of support from the non Malay population in this country so we're an interesting thing where there's no consensus because the way it, it seems like some analysts have pointed out that neither side can govern with proper stability if this is if this continues to be the case so why would since I'm interviewing you non-muslim non Malay people vote for a a coalition that primarily prides itself on being a Malay nationalist plus Islamist coalition?
1: I think the Malaysia have seen such coalition exist since independence. I mean, uh, Barisan National is, despite its uh, so-called uh, more moderate positioning, it is driven or led by a dominant Malay nationalist party called UMNO. And it has proven to be working. The issue now, we need a new consensus about this. Uh, we know that the foundation has to be a strong Malay Nationalist or Malay-represented uh, 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 government. Uh, but with a new and more uh, holistic objective. Uh, I think why such coalition work despite led by a Malay Nationalist Party because the priority then was development. And I think it still is. Now it's about narrowing the gap between the uh, within the states, within the country. Uh, and also to a catch-up against our neighbour, Vietnam and others. If this is the priority of Pregaton National, which is, it is, I believe, regardless whether you are part of this Islamist in the coalition, a Malay nationalist or secular Malay nationalist, it doesn't matter. As long as it can catch us mice, as what uh, Deng Xiaoping said. <laughs> so, uh, as a Malay National, nationalist leader, yes, I have my ideology but again at the end of the day we all know for a government to rule uh, with mandate you need to resolve day-to-day issues of the people and that issue is economy now as what KJ said I quite agree with him there's no such thing such thing as a green wave actually uh, that's Likid Siang's uh, uh, pejorative way to describe uh, the, the phenomena Islamophobic in nature uh, it, the, this content is about like the economic narrative for the Malays especially because we are stagnant middle income trap and others uh, and no, no longer attractive for malaysia to get more uh, a good investment so it's up to us now to prove that uh, yeah we can provide a better alternative at least if not at a federal level within our upcoming uh, states that we're going to govern So that was our interview
0: with YB1 Ahmad Faisal. He's the MP for Machang, or at least it was a snippet of the interview. We'll probably be airing the full interview um, in the coming days as we near the state elections. Um, we also spoke to MCA. This one I found particularly interesting because we ch- spoke to the chief of the Trunganu MCA Women's Wing, Ung Peijin. Now what's interesting is that she's the special officer of tourism in the Chunganu State Government. As we know, this is a past government. It's not a combination of past and amno in the government, it's a past government, right? So we have an MCA person, a party member, working in the past government. So we started the conversation by asking her to tell us about the dynamics. What is it like to be an MCA player as part of the fabric of a past government?
3: So um, usually I was a political pointer since 2017 as a former officer for the former MB. But uh, after year 2018, I was a contract uh, servant but it doesn't make any change Or any problems between me and my bosses Yeah, actually the whole office know about that uh, Once I I won the, uh, pa- uh, polit- the party elections or anything They know about it And even I went for campaigns They know about it So actually um, in office It doesn't make any... Uh, cause any problem for me and our bosses is very yeah they just want eyes open yeah i want
2: i want to ask you uh, peyjin about the mca because we look at the state of Mm trungano actually bison national has been power longer and more times than uh past right that's true right so what was the role of the mca in governing the state Considering that uh, the Chinese community is quite small in comparison to the Malay community here,
3: yeah, actually, it's, uh, for the populations it's only for about 2.5 to 2.7 percent for the Chinese community in in Trangano. but in Kuala Tringano is about 27 until 28 percent. We used to be 35. Uh, I think it's actually uh, 15 years ago. So it's quite a big. Uh, population, Chinese population since Kuala Trangano. And this is one of the uh, traditional seats for the Chinese MCA, Chinese associations, uh, to contest because of the among the populations. So they divide the seats. Uh, we used to have two seats in Chukai and Kuala Trangano. So after 1980 something, um, just left uh, Kuala Trangano.
2: So I just want to ask you a follow up question, mm-hmm. Beijing, about. Um, the decline in the percentage of Chinese uh, in Kuala Terengganu. Why did it go down from 35 to now? You say about 25, 28. So, uh,
3: because of the Chinese, they are not giving uh, more babies, <laughs> and the youngsters move out. They move out to other states, and uh, some of them move move out to outskirts, to Kuala to Marang, and to Basut uh, or others uh, district. So mostly, um, they're moving out and in the town now, actually, we you know that just the uh, uh, oldest uh, population still remain in China, or some of the youngsters, stay back here is just for the family business or they have their own business here. Yeah. So the percentage go down since, um, I think, the last two elections. Uh, What then is your campaign direction Okay I think uh, For the Kerajaan Perpaduans For the Pengagehan Kerusi Is quite hard Because there are a lot of party Inside the Kerajaan Perpaduans And until now We have never uh, We have No any Final words For the Pengagehan Kerusi But um, For the Semangat Barisan Nationals Yeah We still campaign as one
0: could you expand on that a little bit more? Because you know, at one point there was this—you know, BN. It's like you have AMNO, then you have M- MCA, you have MIC, and you work together and, and all of that. But uh, recently, at least on a national level, you know, MCA is on a massive decline and MIC as well. And it seems like it has gone from Barisan National to AMNO you know, from, from the public perception and all of that. So what then, because you said that, you know, here you all usually had like one seat to contest in or a couple of seats. Uh, are those dynamics within Barisan National changing, do you all still have a voice within Barisan National to negotiate?
3: Actually, we still have the voice because under the Barisan Nationals, for the final decisions, they have to made by all those uh, three biggest... Party, which is AMNO, MIC, and MCA, so it doesn't matter to other political parties to campotangan lah. Maybe for the outsiders, Their perception is like now uh, BN is sama dengan AMNO, no more MCA and MIC, but we still work in one. For all the all the discussions, all the pengagihan we still in one, bawah satu payung, we tanding bawah satu bendera. This is our main point. This is, and this is our Malamat.
0: Could you give us a sense of the, the, the kind of uh, the, the issues that the Chinese community is facing in this state? Because it's very different. It is, it's a state that's not as, let's say, diverse, like a slang, or racially diverse mm-hmm. in that sense, right? Or, or like a Johor or whatever. So, uh, for a very small population, what are the issues that, let's say, whether it's MCA, are fighting for or what people are demanding for? Um, you know whether it's a social perspective, mm-hmm. like a rights thing, mm-hmm. or from an economic perspective.
3: Mm, I think it's both, mm. because uh, Chinese actually they still remain in the urban sites like Kuala Selangor, Kamamas, still in the city. So what they are looking for is their economies, their life lifestyle. So their cost living. Still, still the they still consider the same issue as federal as other states, but. Um, for the suburban or others than than college on the district, I think um, they're more likely like the Chinese of clantons, Yeah. They used what does to that mean? They used to eat. Yeah. We are okay under the past governments. So we've been talking to a few local people here mm-hmm. and they talk a lot about how education is good and they talk about uh, religious values mm-hmm. and capacity and stuff. But I was wondering whether from. um the Chinese community, is education something that is, uh, you know, in their minds and considering, like, the future of their children is it, uh, would this be a factor for them to move out of Kiranganu and go to KL instead? Um, it has there been a concern about education? I used to be a private tutor mm-hmm. after work. <laughs> so, I, I met a lot of uh, parents. Yeah, actually, after the primary school, they sent their children to other states to continue their secondaries. Patients. They're moving. We know that they're sending out their children. So I think they're going to, if they have the chance, they're going to move out from Tringanos. So I think after the 10 years, the percentage is going to be decreased more than more.
0: So you yeah. see them moving out and then just settling in other states. And mm. you, this is the pattern. It's not they, let's say, go to... A Klang Valley Mm. Study and then Come back here And open a business No So it's just Settling down Because they
3: uh, For them They they, they didn't Sense any Opportunities Um, To be honest If We're going for The business part Or economic side It's quite slow For the Chinese community For the past Five years can, can I ask, like, because
0: on a national level, the, I mean, the stats are, I mean, even you you know that the Chinese community at, at large has turned against um, MCA and switched to DAP, like um, Shradd brought up earlier as well. Uh, within Tranganu, there is no, you know, okay, DAP is not going to win and, and stuff's road. But is there a sense that, okay, we cannot accept one MDB, so we don't have DAP, we are going to vote for pass, for example. Or is it more like, we still, despite the 1MDB and the Najib and all of that, we need our sort of um, representative, like you said. Um, so regardless, we, still, we just give it to an MCA. Or is there like, we cannot stand this, this corruption. So although we pass, we don't get representatives we vote for parts. What is the sentiment among the Chinese?
3: Uh, for those Chinese, they're going for the representative. That's why I say the candidate is very important in Trungganu. It's not about the party. It's about the candidates. So the candidates is represent the party, not the party to represent the candidates. So for Tringano sites, they're going to look on the candidates, how he or she, what has she done or what she did for these past years, for a few years, what she did. So they're going for this. So I don't think they're going to say, oh, because you're under the BN, so I'm not going to support you. They're going for the face. I know about you. I know you can. You can do it. So I'm going to give you the votes. Uh, this is Tringano Chinese.
2: You were a special officer to the former MB, resident lived the mm-hmm. Barsan National Government. Uh, were you a special officer on um, Chinese affairs? We recently spoke to uh, Dr. Bala, who is the special officer on non-Muslim affairs. Does the past mm-hmm. government uh, think it's necessary to have a advisor on Chinese affairs?
3: Actually, for the past government, they have they had changed the policies since they are the governments. They have four non-elected adun. Uh, you can be appointed as like other uh, adun wanita or adun non-Muslim like that. So. And they're going to have that um, positions to make it like um, seimbang.
0: So you just heard from Ung Pei Jin, who's Terengganu MCA's Women's Wing Leader. She is also the Special Officer of Tourism in the Terengganu State Government. Alright, we do need to go for a very short break. When we come back, we'll bring you conversations with PKR and Muda. Keep it here on Beyond the Ballot Box, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Beyond the Ballot Box. I'm Darshan Johan. You're listening to the fifth episode of The East is Green. In this episode, we are talking about party political rivalries. So, let's talk about Pakatan Harapan. right? A few months ago, when I spoke to Bajrul Hisham Ismail of Iman Research, um, this was after the results of G15 was out, um, Bajrul talked about how Pakatan Harapan's is a lack of presence in the East Coast and their approach is usually, you know, before elections, they will go into places like Kelantan and Terengganu and say, you know, your worldview is wrong, your leaders aren't good, so vote for me, we will do better. But the thing is, past leaders are ever present in the lives of communities. They work on the ground with the communities there um, day and night, you know, for years and years and years. And this is irrespective of what you know, we think of their ideology, whether they have good policy ideas and, and so on and so forth. The point is, they are present in the lives of the people who they are asking to vote uh, vote for them, right? Um, and indeed, in the few days that we spent in Kuala Trangano and Kota Baru, one of the things that people kept telling us is how past is present, while they can, at least for now, um, or when we were there, barely name any figures from the Harapan side who are prominent or Popular there. So, on that note, I just a few hours ago, I did a phone interview with a PKR candidate from Trunganu, who's one Mohammad Haikal Wan Ghazali. Um, he's contesting at the Wakaf Mempelam constituency, um, which is 99% Malay. I, I started the conversation by asking him what the unity government strategy is to win the state of Tranganu. <inaudible>
4: Uh, Pakatan Harapan dan Barisan Nasional bergabung setelah kerajaan dibentuk kerana majoriti tidak melepasi maka performance atau prestasi kerajaan di peringkat Persekutuan selama lebih 6-7 bulan ini dinilai oleh rakyat pertama yang kedua apabila uh, PRU yang lepas Perikatan Nasional menggunakan naratif perkauman dan juga agama yang terlalu uh, kritikal bermakna ketika itu rakyat Rasa seperti mereka uh, dalam keadaan terancam. Tetapi kerajaan perpaduan, kerajaan Malaysia Mandan ini telah membuktikan bahawa apabila bergabung di uh, setiap parti-parti utama dalam Malaysia, maka keharmonian dan juga perpaduan itu boleh dibentuk dengan lebih baik. Jadi, uh, strategi keadilan maupun Pakatan Harapan dan Belisan Nasional terutama di Terengganu especially Bagi saya, strategi kita adalah mengetengahkan kita punya idea dan juga agenda yang kita mahu bawa di peringkat negeri ataupun setiap don kepada calon-calon yang bertanding. Dan yang kedua adalah mengemukakan calon-calon yang terbaik, calon-calon yang mampu memikul tanggungjawab yang juga telah lama berkhidmat dan juga bekerja di peringkat don tersebut.
0: Haikal, ada penganalisa yang mengatakan bahawa one of the reasons um, Pakatan Harapan tidak boleh menang di Pantai Timur sebelum ini um, adalah disebabkan oleh uh, lack of presence. Um, kalau tengok PAS, mereka ada dalam community, dia di masjid-masjid, di tadika-tadika um, dan lain-lain. Dia betul-betul part of the community and is always there. Tetapi banyak... Penganli Lisa cakap bahawa pakatan harapan tiada presence yang strong enough dan tidak mempunyai toko-toko yang popular di negeri-negeri di pantai timur. Apakah respons anda?
4: Sebahagian uh, pandangan itu boleh diterima tetapi sebahagian pandangan itu uh, bagi saya tidak tepat kerana uh, contohnya saudara Azan Ismail calon parlimen Kuala Terengganu beliau pernah menjadi ADUN bandar selama satu penggal. Bermakna sepanjang uh, beliau berkhidmat di Dun Dunbandar, beliau betul-betul me- memikul tanggungjawab dan mandat itu dengan baik. Dan termasuk juga di peringkat UMNO, contohnya kita ada uh, Rozi Mamat di peringkat di Hulu Terengganu, kita ada Datuk Si Ahmad Said. Kita ada Datuk Si Rahim di Kemaman dan di peringkat Keadilan, kita ada uh, contohnya Saudara Azan Ismail dan juga contoh saya betul adalah beberapa... Uh, Naratif yang dibawa oleh PAS, saya terlalu muda dan tidak dikenali oleh orang ramai. Bagi saya itu hanyalah persepsi yang mahu ditimbulkan kerana saya memang anak jati di Dun Wakaf Mumpelam. Saya dibesarkan dan saya berkhidmat di sini sebelum saya aktif secara sepenuh masa bersama parti. Saya juga telah bergerak bersama uh, saya punya inisiatif keluarga saya sendiri untuk membantu Orang-orang yang susah di kawasan sini Dan juga saya bergerak di bawah NGO Jadi bagi saya uh, Persepsi yang ditimbulkan bahawa Kita tidak ada tokoh Mungkin betul, mungkin tidak Tetapi itu peng, pengajaran dan juga Kesilapan yang telah diperbaiki oleh uh, Keadilan, amanah dan juga Pakatan Harapan Pakatan Harapan especially Sangat-sangat serius dan committed Untuk membawa tokoh dan memastikan di peringkat negeri Terengganu ini tidak ketinggalan dan saya yakin kalau rakyat menilai dari segi kerja menilai dari segi kemampuan untuk mentadbir negeri Terengganu perlu bersama dengan kerajaan perpaduan di peringkat nasional dan saya yakin kemampuan itu akan dibuktikan dengan selama satu penggal ditadbir oleh kerajaan perpaduan di peringkat negeri Terengganu dengan prestasi yang lebih baik berbanding Parti PAS yang Sudah diberi peluang satu penggal Sebelum ini
0: Kadang-kadang um, Haikal Orang dari luar Orang yang bukan um, Berasal dari Terengganu ke, ke Kelantan um, Dia nampak uh, Dari luar Macam orang di Terengganu atau Kelantan Sebagai satu blok Melayu Islam Yang semua orang sama je dia, Pemikiran dia sama um, you boleh bagi macam insights yang lebih mendalam tak? Ada tak perbezaan um, pandangan politik atau ideologi um, di kalangan masyarakat?
4: Uh, pandangan itu uh, di, perlu dizahirkan dengan cara yang betul-betul mendalam. Contoh, mm-hmm. apabila saya berkhidmat di peringkat uh, bawah, maksudnya saya berjumpa dengan rakyat tempatan, anak-anak muda dekat sini, ini tidaklah seperti digambarkan dalam sosial media semata-mata. Mereka menilai tetapi seperti yang uh, dimaklumkan uh, penganalisis yang sebelum ini punya pandangan bahawa uh, tidak berlaku sifat tokoh yang di, dilihat sebagai mampu menjadi tokoh utama di negeri. Maka uh, kelemahan yang sebelum inilah kita usaha untuk perbaiki kerana mereka mahu melihat jika peluang itu diberikan kepada kita, kita betul-betul bersedia dan tidak berlaku lack of leadership ataupun ketidakmampuan untuk memikul tanggungjawab tersebut. Pandangan saya yang kedua adalah kesedaran yang sepenuhnya pengundi luar. Maksudnya mereka tidak menetap di negeri Terengganu uh, waktu ketika ini tetapi balik hanya untuk mengundi. Maka bila mereka balik mengundi, uh, jiwa mereka sudah ada untuk mengundi parti mana. Berbeza yang duduk betul-betul di tempatan, di Terengganu dan Kelantan, mereka rasa kelemahan Kekurangan dan juga ketidaktentuan pemerintahan negeri PAS selama satu penggal ini. Jadi saya rasa inilah usaha yang kita perlu buat. Bukan sahaja berkempen di, di, di lapangan tetapi berkempen juga di sosial media kerana pengundi luar itu ramai sebenarnya. Memang sangat ramai.
0: Selepas seat negotiations um yang you know seat negotiations dah habis sekarang penamaan calon pun dah habis um BN mempunyai lebih kerusi daripada Pakatan Harapan di Terengganu adakah itu strategi yang bagus bagi um side kerajaan um, sekarang kerajaan Madani um ada tak ketidakpuas hatian antara golongan grassroots um di Pakatan Harapan
4: bagi saya soal urusan kerusi ni Sudah tidak perlu dibincangkan kerana ianya sudah melepasi penamaan calon dan ini dah sudah masuk memasuki tempoh berkempen. Kita kena faham bahawa tidak ada seorang pun yang akan berpuas hati sepenuhnya apabila berlaku runingan kerusi. Cumanya ada di peringkat Akar Umbi, di peringkat Pakatan Harapan maupun Barisan Nasional, ada uh, mereka perlu pemahaman yang lebih mendalam. Maka kita... ...sebagai pimpinan di peringkat uh, bahagian... ...di peringkat UMNO ataupun uh, cabang di peringkat keadilan... ...memberi penerangan ini dan memastikan... ...mereka keluar mengundi tidak kira di tempat itu... ...contohnya pengundi itu orang keadilan. Tapi kita nak pastikan mereka keluar mengundi... ...di Dun Bandar dan Dun Ladang yang menggunakan logo... ...Barisan Nasional. Sebab ini kerajaan perpaduan... ...bukan kerajaan Pakatan Harapan semata-mata. Pandangan peribadi saya... Strategi ini uh, boleh dikatakan baik kerana Barisan Nasional uh, telah membuktikan bahawa mereka uh, telah mentadbir beberapa kali di negeri Terengganu dan mereka telah memikul tanggungjawab itu dengan sebaik mungkin. Contoh di Dun Wakaf Mumpelam, saya dapat kerjasama uh, UMNO di Dun Wakaf Mumpelam yang sangat baik. Mereka sangat komited untuk bekerja, mereka mampu menyusun centera tanpa ada sedikit pun sehingga saya uh, diboykot untuk masuk kawasan sebagainya, tidak ada.
0: Um, one final question for you, Haikal. Apakah isu-isu utama bagi rakyat um, Terengganu, terutamanya uh, wakaf menda- uh, mempelam, um, bagaimana um, Pakatan Harapan slash BN akan solve isu ini jika kamu menang?
4: Saya telah menyenaraikan tujuh agenda di Don Wakang Pelam sepanjang saya berkempen, tetapi saya sentiasa tekankan tiga perkara yang utama. Pertama, tentang soal hak pelancongan. Negeri Tengganu terkenal uh, dari segi sektor pelancongan, tetapi mengikut data Jabatan Perangkaan, Negeri Tengganu makin lama makin jatuh, sehingga lebih bawah daripada Negeri Sembilan. Jadi saya, di peringkat Don Wakang Pelam, kita ada muzium Negeri Tengganu, kita ada taman-taman Islam, saya telah mengemukakan agenda saya iaitu daripada jalan muzium ke taman-taman Islam, kita boleh jadikan hak pelancongan. Contohnya, seperti jalan-jalan di Melaka ataupun yang mereka pernah kemukakan idea pantai Miami di Teluk Ketapang. Ini uh, idea kita untuk menjadikan uh, kawasan itu tempat yang mampu menarik pelancong Yang kedua, mampu memberi peluang pekerjaan apabila ada kedai-kedai yang buka. Dan yang ketiga, of course, membantu industri kecil dan sederhana untuk berniaga. Dan juga ianya mampu memberi uh, pandangan dan lebih menekankan rumah asli orang Melayu kerana di jalan tersebut memang banyak rumah rumah orang Melayu yang tradisional yang masih wujud dekat situ. Itu pertama. Yang kedua, saya menekankan soal sektor pendidikan. Saya rasa... Uh, ini mampu uh, ditekankan bahawa sekolah perlu ditambah dan dilebih ditambah baik yang mana dah ada kerana keselesaan pelajar perlu ditekankan kerana ini masa depan uh, negeri Terengganu especially dan juga Don untuk uh, memberi masa depan uh, yang lebih baik kepada mereka. Uh, yang ketiga saya ten- saya tekankan soal mengimarahkan masjid. Penduduk di sini sangat gemar dengan aktiviti agama. Maka saya telah mengemukakan idea yang itu mengimarahkan masjid dengan cara kita membuka tambahan lagi tentang soal peluang pekerjaan dan juga peniaga kecil kerana kita mampu membina food court ataupun car wash dan dobi layan diri contohnya dalam kawasan masjid. Maka orang-orang Muslim yang datang untuk mendapatkan servis dan juga uh, membuat perhatian dekat situ dengan secara tidak langsung dekat dengan masjid mampu mendengar tazkirah dan juga uh, azan dan sebagainya ini memberi dorongan yang lebih kuat untuk mereka beribadat dengan secara uh, harmoni dan juga penduduk mampu berkumpul dengan keadaan yang lebih uh, apa, melihat bahawa Islam itu aman Islam itu rahmatan lil alamin Itulah budaya yang saya mahu tekankan, politik matang, politik baru yang sebenar-benarnya perlu menghentikan budaya mengkritik lawan secara pribadi, menghina orang yang kononnya tidak beragama lebih daripada mereka. Jadi ini tiga penekanan utama yang saya mahu tekankan.
0: So you just heard... An interview with PKR's um, Terengganu candidate, one of the candidates from Trunganu, which is Wan Muhammad Haikal Wan Ghazali, who's contesting at the Wakaf Mampalam Constituency. Now, moving on, one of the things that I'm very curious about um, is the recent announcement by Muda that they will be ending their loose pact with Pakatan Harpan and f- and they have recently formed a new um, sort of loose pact as well with Party Socialist Malaysia, a third force, if you will. Now, while they aren't contesting in rural areas per se, they are contesting one seat um, in the city side of Trungano, which is Don Banda. So, yesterday I spoke to Lukman Long, who's the candidate for Don Banda. He's also the MUDA information chief. I started by asking him what inspired him to contest in Trungano.
5: Well, if I may share this, maybe if not many people know about this, mm-hmm. but I was actually offered to contest in Selengor uh, with MUDA. Uh, the idea is because, you know, Selengor is more familiar with the muda brands and it's easier to mobilize people. there. Since Most of our, of our members are based in Selengor, wilayah persekutuan and, and the city center. Uh, but I'm very vocal um, for quite a long time ago to talk about East Coast issue. Mm. I'm from Trengganu, born and raised in Trangano. Um I think this platform that muda, gave to me since we formed this party is a right platform for me to raise issues in the East Coast. East Coast is unfortunately uh, an underdeveloped region. It has been abandoned by both state government and the federal government, even though we we have transitioned with few governments beforehand. Um, So I think this is the right time. I know the journey is going to be tough. The journey is not easy. People here are uh, quite excited about my candidacy here in Kengano. Mm-hmm. but of course, there's there's a long road ahead.
0: Right, um, can you you are running in in the basically the seat called Banda. Um, now, what's interesting to me, at least, about Banda is that while Terengganu as a whole um, and the East Coast as a whole, East Coast of Peninsula Malaysia, is the Malay heartland in the sense that so much so that, um, you know, when we look at majority, it, it sometimes goes up to 97, 98% mm. Malay um, and, and 2%, mm. let's see, maybe Indians and Chinese. But Banda is interesting because it is a bit of a mixed um, um, constituency a mixed demographic. Yes. So, could you give give us a little bit of a feel of what it's like exactly in the seat that you are constitute uh, uh, in the in the constituency that you are contesting in?
5: We have around thirty to thirty five percent Chinese, five percent Indians. The rest are Malays. Mm-hmm. The people here, although it is in the city centre, but the city centre in Trangganau is comparatively smaller mm-hmm. compared to in KL. Uh, the community here are very close-knit. They know each other. Uh, when I go and meet them, they will ask me where I'm from. Am I uh, born and raised in Trenganoo? So that locality issue is very important for them. But the challenge that I'm facing here in Banda, Trenganoo, many of the voters for Don Banda are actually not residing in Trungano. I think at least half of the voters are either staying outside the Don Banda area or they live in KL, Singapore, Johor Bahru. Some even move and migrated to Australia. Right. So that's the challenge we are facing right now. And I always address this issue, why the people in Tringanu are not staying in Trunganu. It's just because Trunganu has this serious issue on underemployment, lack of opportunities to grow. Um, and I think that should be addressed in this election. And I'm doing my best to raise up these issues because at the end of the day, if... I feel, or if any candidates in Tranganu fail to d- address these issues, I'm afraid that the people, the community in Tranganu is going to be an aging community. And an aging community cannot, in any way, move and push our state to become a better state, a more developed state, and to attract more investment here in Tranganu
0: Look, Given the dominance of AMNO and PAS in the region, mm-hmm. what unique strategies do you have? to challenge their influence and win support from the electorate?
5: Yeah, so one of the interesting parts about trngano is that um, we are in a swing state, mm-hmm. meaning that from, from one term to another, there is a possibility of changing of the state government. Right. I was born and raised um, in an Amno state government. But then when I grew up here, you know, I've been under past state government and then Amno and then past again. So back and forth, I'm between Amno and past. But this shows a a strong signal among people in Terengganu that if you, uh, as the representative or as a state government in Terengganu, fail to raise up issues regarding the people in Terengganu, regarding our well-being, regarding our job opportunities, underemployment and whatnot, we have no problem at all to change you. We have no problem at all to give the opportunity to lead this state government to your opponent. Because for us, the the, the the most important thing about people in Terengganu is their well-being. So from that pattern, I see an opportunity and a space for muda to go in. I know it's very tough considering that PAS and AMNO are two big political blocks in Tranganu, but I see a space. The idea that I want to go in this election is to spark an imagination among Terengganu people that there is actually an alternative, a better alternative that talks about the people in Terengganu, not just about pressure politics, about political polemics in Kanganu in, in, in and the national level. I've been going moving around, meet a lot of communities, I've met all the olds and the youngs. I even go to the past area, the AMNO areas, just to gauge and see what is their biggest concern with this upcoming election. Because I will also rely most of my strategy on my social media. Right. I think I've been raising few, many important issues regarding the maintenance culture in trngano public transportation here in trngano and whatnot. I think that's very important for people in Terengganu to know that there is actually a candidate that talks about issues rather than playing racial politics, rather than go and go attacking um, the backgrounds and personal attacks against other opponents. The unfortunate part about people in Terengganu is that we do not have enough jobs here in Terengganu. If you are graduates of law, if you're graduates of engineering course in your university, you've been studying for five to six years, you're taking your education loan, you come back to Trenganoo and then suddenly there's no work, there's no opportunities for you. So that's why people in Trenganoo are so jaded to stay here. Even though they have their parents to take to take for them to take care of in Trenganoo, they had to migrate outside Trenganoo. Number two, even though many Trenganoo people decided to stay in Trunganu the underemployment and uh, uh, dignified wages are still a major concern. People in Terengganu um, earn two to three times lesser than the people in Kuala Lumpur, in Johor Bahru and whatnot. So those are also one of the biggest issues. And the third one, I think what I always shared about is about the lack of public transportation system in Tranganu. Why this is very important? Because some people ask, man, this is not important, people in Trianganu doesn't you know commute using public transportation i say that people in terengganu are forced to take vehicle loan car loans just because there is no buses there's no public buses in terengganu i uh, people in terengganu they do not demand to have proper lrt or mrt just public buses but even that cannot be provided by the state government so those are the issues i think about the quality of living here in terengganu are the main issues
0: now Lukman, um I think it's um very commendable that like you said, um although you were offered to to battle it out in or to contest in Slango, um although you know that perhaps Muda has a stronger base in base mm-hmm. in Slango, um that you decided that you know it's 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 the time to contest in um, Trangganu, despite how challenging it might be. Now, I think that most people will find that quite commendable. Um, Mm. But I guess people might also ask, and these are people who generally might consider themselves to be perhaps more progressive in in general. But they might ask, you Mm. know, you, Lukman, you're only contesting in one seat even if you win, you are not going to form the stranganu Tr- State Government. You will just be one Adun in the Strangano State Legislative Assembly. What can you do as one Adun? Realistically,
5: many people thought that, you know, they are only able or, or they should only go out and vote if uh, the, the the particular candidates can form a state government or federal government. Right. But um, essentially, that, that is not the correct ideas on democracy and the role of MPs and Adon. Because even if you are in the opposition bloc, even if you are across the aisle from the government block, it uh, doesn't mean that you cannot serve. It doesn't mean that you cannot raise the voice of the people that should be heard of. And I think that was uh, clearly uh, executed well by... Uh, many MPs, uh, including in the opposition MPs, one of them is our president Muda. When he was the opposition block in the in the last uh, uh, previous government, uh, he managed to raise many important particular issues that have finally been taken action of by the the, the government. Then, like the 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 the, the, the in- pay internship, um, the equal allocation for both the uh, government's MPs and the opposition MPs those are the issues you can still raise pressure to the government so even if hopefully i win this time around i would be able to raise issues loud now that not only state government would listen but we would want to give pressure to the federal government to start instead of looking in kl instead of pulling all the investment uh, arms into a city like kuala lumpur and Plain Valley, to start finally looking into Trungano as a place for investment, as a place to build new businesses, as a place to attract more investors, to instead go to Cyberjaya, go to KL, come to Trangano. If I didn't win, I'm sure I can still serve. I've been, you know, been very vocal about big issues in Trangano about the public transportation, about the maintenance culture in Trangano, way before I was even chosen to 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 be the candidate here in Trangano. So I think the idea of me contesting here is not only to win, but also to spark imagination among people in Kerengganu that we have a voice and our voice matters. Our voice uh, should be listened uh, by the federal government and the state government.
0: That was Lokman Long, Muda Candidate for Don Banda in Trengganu and that about wraps up the fifth episode of The East is Green. If you missed any part of this episode, you can check us out on podcasts. We're available on the BFM app, bfm.my or pretty much wherever you get your podcast from. You've been listening to The East is Green on Beyond the Ballot Box, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9 the Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.